stuff. Welcome to episode 76 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. And if this intro doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. I'm thrilled today to play the conversation I had with Brian and Neil from Cuckoo Kangaroo. They have a goal, and their goal is to get you jumping and dancing and all kinds of sweaty to their music. I also checked in with Uncle D and Auntie C, who got a puppy, a brand new dog, as part of the Good Stuff team. And I talked to them about their first few days of being a dog owner. Of course, anything that you need to know about this show, this particular show, or any of the shows in the past, or potentially even coming up in the future, who knows, go to www.goodstuffpod.com. And if you have a question or a comment, or you want to talk to me, or you want to see how I'm doing, or see what I have for dinner, just drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at goodstuffpod, the $100 waiter gift cards are still available. Just tag 10 friends on Facebook. Tag them on Instagram. Tag them on Twitter. However you want to tag them. First one there gets the $100. I just ordered some food tonight. I had some chicken. It was good. It was really good. Hope everyone's summer starting off well. It's about 100 degrees here today, so I'm sweating, obviously, and I think I would be sweating equally as much if I went to a Cuckoo Kangaroo concert. It was a great conversation. Love talking to them about their music. Love talking to them about why they do what they do. They uh, they schooled me a little bit on the uh, on the fanny pack issue. There's a fanny pack issue that comes up, and they they really made sure that I understood the importance of the fanny pack. So Neil and Brian, thank you for setting me straight on an issue that is near and dear to your hearts. And on that note, the Cuckoo Kangaroo song, Fanny Pack, will be at the very end of this episode. Enjoy. Let's hear from Uncle D and Auntie C. The way it was with Uncle D. So you're not allowed to sit on the couch anymore because you have a dog? Nope. nope. We just sit on the floor with the dog. <laughs> so, like, you can only sit on the floor with the dog. How – I need to talk to Auntie C. I don't need – this is this is important. Hi. Hi, Auntie C. Hi. Um, so you have a new addition, huh? I have a new addition. It's a small dog? A small dog who's growing by the day. Yeah, he looks bigger than last. If you had the dog for a week, he already looks bigger. I can see it on I the think pictures. He gains, I think he gains a pound a day. Are you are you like supposed to keep track of that? <laughs> no, we, but we are going to the vet on on Tuesday, so we'll we'll see how how much he's grown. Are you like so? Are both of you going to the vet at the same time? Yeah, because because you have, have to. to. You're a dog family. We have to, and it's his first, so we have to meet the veterinarian together. Uh-huh. And also, when we drive the dog, someone has to put the dog in their lap. Uh huh. Why is that? Because we don't have a seatbelt. Like we don't have. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a place for him to sit on. Oh. They don't yeah. make baby dog car seats, is what actually, you're saying. Actually, they, they probably do. Uh huh. But he likes for us to hold him so that we can place his face right in front of the vent so we can get enough air. Oh, it's like me. I like to do that, too, so I stop sweating in the car. Exactly. Okay. It's the same thing. Okay, great. Um, so what, is the, what does your baby dog eat? He eats, um, what's it called, prom? He eats dog food and little, <laughs> uh, 
and little treats made out of duck. Ew. <laughs> disgusting. Um, oh, just some duck. Does he, uh, can he eat like table food yet? Or is that like at a certain point? No, he's not allowed to eat. If he eats, he does not get human food. If anyone gets, gives him human food, they get a whooping. They get a whooping. So if There's I can, strict rules around here. Strict rules for puppies in particular? Mostly for puppies. For baby dogs? Um, yeah. What would happen if I came to your house and I gave him like a piece of bread? Oh, you would get a figure four. A figure four? Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Immediately. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Immediately, um, yeah. So what are, what are you going to do with your baby dog today besides sit on the floor all day? Probably sit on the floor, <laughs> uh, take him out to poop. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he poops a lot. He poops like three or four times a day. Is that? Do you think that's normal? They're, they're solid. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. They're so- Yeah. I mean, they're okay. solid. Okay. Okay. Is uh, so It and- seems like that's going just fine. And he's only had one accident in your house, in your apartment? Yeah. And it was only when, when you were on the phone. Cause, okay. Because you got him too riled up. Because I have that effect on, on baby dog on nephews. Dog. <laughs> I heard you had an experience with a dog recently. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I had to go pick up something. Oh, you think this is only about me? <laughs> no, I can't believe you turned the tables. Um, so I, I went and picked up some like welcome bags. Don't you know? It's uh, it, don't ask about that part. But I went to this house and there was a little yapper, little yapper tin. Little yapper. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm gonna go just pick up these bags and be done. Um, and then I felt like this weird pain on my leg, and I realized that this little yapper. Took a little, took a little bite out of me. Took a little chunk out of your yeah. leg. I was like, "What is going on here?" Were I've you never been to bit- walk after. Yeah, it did. It like broke the skin, but there was no blood. I've never been bit by a dog before. I've never been bit before either. Oh, you're gonna be bit by the small dog in your house. Once until Brewster, I'm just gonna tell him. Like once you come to visit, I'm just be like, "Get him!" Bite, bite his leg. Brewster doesn't seem like the kind of dog that attacks. What kind of dog? I need to talk to Auntie C again. Enough of you. Auntie C, what kind of dog is Brewster? He's a bearded collie. And is this the first time that you've had a bearded collie, or is this a dog breed that you're familiar with? No, this is a dog breed I'm familiar with. I've had two other bearded collies, and they were named Molly and Bella. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and I, but I but the last time I was probably ten or twelve years old when I when they were puppies. Uh-huh. So, so that's the last time I've had a puppy. And my mom and dad always took care of the puppies. So now, so now it's, it's on you. Now, now it's on well, me. luckily, luckily, I know that Uncle D has zero experience with puppies, so I'm sure he's going to be very helpful. I have read he every is, yeah. article on the. <laughs> he has read everything, and if you don't follow the rules, then you're not doing it right. If you're not in following the, dog, the rules in the dog world, if, if okay, so according to Danny, uh-huh. if you're not following the rules, then the dog is not going to grow up to be okay. <laughs> The dog will be a delinquent. <laughs> the last thing you want is a delinquent dog. The oh. dog must be well behaved. Have you thought about have you thought about like like how you're gonna like if the dog misbehaves, like how you're gonna like lecture it like our dad used to do with us? Are you gonna like sit it down and be like yeah. Tell me about your, tell me about your actions. We're gonna take it for for a car ride. <laughs> um wow, so so has having a dog baby changed your weekend plans? Uh, we got up earlier. We got up earlier. I was up at five, taking this taking this dog out to poop. 
Solid poops, though. So. I'm really glad to hear about the, the, <laughs> yeah. this, the consistency. Uh, so, yeah, did you have to set an alarm or did you just wake up? No, I heard, I heard him. I heard him. There's like a certain amount of time that they have, that you know they can pretty much last without having to go to the bathroom. So oh, stick to you're, that. you're quite an expert now, having well, a dog for a week. Well, there's the internet and you uh-huh. can read all this stuff now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So how- you get a dog, where are your children? Oh, I'm actually going to have a better weekend than you. My children are up at camp and I am, oh yeah. And I'm home alone this whole weekend and I'm going to talk to you about your baby dog and then I'm going to make some, make some good stuff. Welcome to the good stuff kids podcast, Neil and Brian from Cuckoo Kangaroo. How are you guys doing today? Hey, great. Uh, This is Neil. Hey, and this is this is Brian. Hello. Hey. So where are you guys right now? We're in lovely uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, chilling, chilling springtime, where the temperatures have finally coming out of the of the winter winter type, and now they're into the 60s and stuff. So oh, it's nice. Nice times here in Minneapolis. Yeah, but it's that. only 42 right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 42 with a high of 45. Yeah, high of 44. 44. <laughs> two degrees, two degrees yep. of warmth. It's beautiful. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of questions. You guys are, are prolific and extremely creative and extremely energetic, and I love everything that you do. So um, bear with me if you've answered everything. Everything. Oh. Bear with me if you've, if you've answered some of this stuff before, but I think that people listening to this are going to get such a kick out of, out of you guys. So let's start with the name, Cuckoo Kangaroo. How did we get there? Uh, we were just roommates in college. We were in another band. Neil played drums. I played guitar and kind of sang. It was like a folk rock band. And we just wanted to, we got whooped in a couple of battle bands by some really weird eccentric bands. And we wanted to do something different, something that was interactive and, uh, just was on a big list. Could have been anything. So it just sounded fun. And that's about it. Could have been a metal band, could have been whatever. So <laughs> so it was on the list, and it just jumped out from the list. Yeah, we didn't know enough about what the band was going to be yet to like name it super appropriately, but it turned out it kind of worked because it. I think it holds up as a name that sounds sort of ridiculous or something that makes you turn your head and think, well, that sort of sounds fun. And also there's the whole, you know energy sort of you know we do a lot of jumping kangaroos are known to jump so you know we don't really lean into the kangaroo thing very much but it actually kind of works and when you think yeah, about it totally. so i don't know for a name that's basically started before we made a couple songs uh, <laughs> it, it holds up okay i and, think yeah totally it holds up pretty well and i think that like that idea is is going to be sort of a through line in some of the stuff that we talk about um which i think is one of the best parts about what you guys do um yeah. so so you guys were in a band uh, didn't work out. And then, so how did, how did the leap to, or maybe not the leap, but like the small step to, you know, focusing on families and, and kids, was that a, something that just happened? Was it a conscious decision? How did we get there? It was very accidental. It was very, um, you know, sort of, again, we just very, the project was open-ended and we didn't have a audience in mind. Well, we did. It was basically our friends in college, uh-huh. um, at bars and stuff like that. We weren't playing for any kids when we started, but, most of our songs when we started off were again really ridiculous and silly and turned out that most of them were clean content wise as far as like lyrics and stuff goes so um uh and you know we just kept going down that path and kept being you know goofy and you know lighthearted and kind of a joke kind of band 
And eventually someone asked us to play a kid's birthday party, like in a garage or something. And we went with it. And I don't know, the whole band has kind of been predicated on the idea of, uh, you know, not turning down opportunities, at least to start. We just felt like that was any band's best shot to make it or whatever, or to continue to be able to do things is to not say no, if you can help it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really see the, you know, we kind of understood that our music and the things we did were, were childlike. And maybe we didn't really want to be a quote unquote kids band at the time, but we just went with it and went with all the offers and, and slowly but surely we were playing more family events and doing more things like that. But the music has really never changed much at all, even though we didn't really have a, a path <laughs> to be kidding. Right. <clears throat> awesome. So like, but I think the idea of not, not turning down anything is really smart um, because, you know, I think a lot of times people start a project and they're like, well, I, I have this, this ideal of myself as an artist. But the way to really figure out who you are and what you do is by doing it. Mm. And, and I think that you guys, knowing that and, and just consciously doing that is a really important thing for, for budding young musicians, artists, whomever to, to hear. Um, so I know you guys have some musical interests in common. And I, I hear a lot of different stuff when I listen to your music. But I'd love to know like some of the musical influences. And I'm going to guess that like you know, being from where you are, there, there's some, there's some prints, right? But, I, but other than that, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. So who are some of the influences that, that you guys have, have listened to and, and uh, been inspired by? You actually get fined if you come play a show in Minnesota and don't shout out prints. So <laughs> right. it's, it's what has to happen. You know, there's a yeah. citywide fine. You get, you get that money taken out of your check account. Yeah, you don't gosh. say, Oh, this is where purple rain was shot. Or right. Something. right. You it say was, something. it was annoying. It was annoying going to shows and having out of town bands talk about Prince like 10 years before he passed away. Uh -huh. And now it's just like, that's like, oh. Oh, get, oh, weird, weird. You're going to cover a Prince song and you're set at first half. Oh, didn't see that coming Whoopsies. from a mile away. Oh, really? Oh, when doves cry, huh? Oh, nice one. Haven't heard but that I since think, yesterday. Uh huh. I don't know. I've never really thought about where Prince like falls into what inspires us. I think Prince is cool. I think for us, Prince works because obviously it's dance music mm -hmm. and Prince is a weirdo. Like those things, those things vibe with us, right? Like mm -hmm. get moving and do weird stuff. Like uh -huh. <laughs> that was kind of Prince's jam, right? Get right. people dancing and, and be a little bit off the grid a little bit. So mm -hmm. I like that about Prince. We're more of a, I'm, if you were in that world, Morris Day is more cuckoo kangaroo than uh -huh. Prince is. Okay, nice. <laughs> Even like his Grammy thing he did, like with the simple dance moves that he wants the crowd to do, uh -huh. they have the co the costume gimmick uh -huh. and like the mirror thing and just like the show, more of that like, oh, cool, you can like this Morris Day song and, the, you know, Morris Day and Time song, but, but seeing the live part of it would be better, you know, so. Yeah. And Prince, I never want to compare ourselves to Prince because... He's actually good at playing instruments live, whereas like <laughs> we don't do that, and that's why we have dance moves. So. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about dance moves, don't you worry. So, but yeah. Oh, so you're talking about musical in influences. For me, um, it's it's music, it's show tunes with uh, '90s pop punk, uh -huh. and then some hip hop stuff because we just can't sing and we like beats. Uh huh. Cool. So. Yeah, so there's different elements of kind of what go into our band, and there's like different, really what it all started with was sort of an idea of doing a, a really intense live show, 
And so we always like cite the Flaming Lips as a band that we love because they go above and beyond to put on an amazing show that can, um, you know, get everybody involved, even if you're on a, you know, 40,000 person festival grounds <laughs> type of venue situation. Um, we love that about them. And, and, you know, obviously they're a different kind of band than us. So their music doesn't sound like ours, but we really like what they, what they can do live. So we like bands that do crazy stuff live and have, have have really really pushed the boundaries as far as that goes but yeah as far as like music musically um like brian said like just you know pop music top 40 stuff just energetic catchy um high energy music and you know we can you know there's a little bit of that like what brian said you know top 40 pop music 90s pop um but then also you know we're we we both kind of grew up listening to the late 90s early 2000s like pop punk scene warp tour Mm -hmm. um type of thing um you know, pop punk bands are also really fun to listen to and are, you know, maybe not, they don't go above and beyond live, but they definitely have a lot of sing-alongs and, sure, totally, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So we love all that. About Always clap your clap, hands. Get, get those hands up and get them clap, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, Brian comes from a um, show choir background oh, cool. and also a camp. Um, he's a camp uh, director, camp counselor. He's uh-huh. been in lots of camps before. So a lot of our music is influenced by camp cheers. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. So there's lots of different elements that kind of go into the musical and the visual kind of aspects of what we do. Nice. So, I mean, I think it, it would be easy to go sort of record by record um, <laughs> because you guys have, you're, you're quite prolific and you've put out a lot of different music and you've been recording and putting stuff out since 2010. Um, but I think there's there's more to it. There's more that I want to get to is like sort of big picture than like honing in on on sort of specific songs, except for a couple. But so what does this mean, right? Um, you all are described as an interactive dance party duo. So I mm-hmm. guess, the, and this is more like the live show. But what does that what does that mean to you? Um, well, we always would say like we're not a band, we're a dance duo, just because we. I don't want somebody to show up and say like, "Where's the live instruments?" Like we play, we press play on an iPod that the audience can visibly see that we picked up at Best Buy. Nice. And and just to know that people when they show up, like the the if somebody said like, "Hey, how'd that show go?" and you know somebody in the audience was like, "You performed well," but it's like that has nothing to do with it. How we executed the show doesn't matter for us. It's all about. What did we What did we get the crowd to do in that forty five minutes? So, and so it, that's what that's that's what our that's how what we judge something off of. Yeah, and that's what we judge the setup of a show too. When somebody's like, "You should come to this show," like these whatever this group of people would love to have you, and it's like, I know that they wouldn't. So <laughs> yeah, right. So okay, um, and and then but like the idea of being interactive, I think it it, it goes beyond the dancing and, and getting people to interact, which I think is, is amazing. But like that, that sort of, uh, trickles down, I think to, to the, your, your merchandise table and like what happens there. So, I, and I was fascinated when I, when I read this about what you guys do. Um, but tell, tell like people who may be going to a, a cuckoo kangaroo show that like, there's more to it than just hearing, fun upbeat music and dancing but like if you go to the merch table like there's something too <laughs> yeah Boy, what do you we've had on? uh we've had um lots of different things happen at merch table we 
you know, we again, we just tried to think of this band. Again, we came from an, a band that was a proper rock band, and then we wanted to do something totally different. And so we wanted to extend that to different areas of our band. And Merch Table is one of those things. So, yeah, uh, we don't currently have this, but we used to have a um, like a photo booth apparatus, uh-huh. um, like, a, like a Mac Mini, like hooked up to like a, a screen so you could do like a little photo booth, take your picture, and then it goes up on Facebook the next day, like type of thing. Call it the cuckoo camera, um, you know. So um, we've had games, you know, Connect Four and different stuff like board games and stuff like that set up at the tables. So you could like play against somebody, or we would do um, uh, rock paper scissors or little little quick games and stuff yeah. like that. Would be fun to do. Um, we haven't we got we haven't done games in a while at our merch table, but you know, just stuff like that is an example of thing other other ways that we're trying to kind of express ourselves as a band in different in different ways and different try and bring something different to the table beyond what you do on the stage right. and right. that's just kind of one one way that that we do that you know another way is to try and <laughs> we haven't done that in a while we haven't done <laughs> yeah this um, is a weird humble brag but be now people we obsessively want to their picture taken with their kid it's like all like, that matters uh-huh. that's all that matters, matters doesn't even matter like talking yeah it doesn't matter about yeah we could play for an hour and people would be like, you could have just played one song and then just done a like, two-hour picture, like, picture line. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So now it's like we can't have that stuff on there because we got to get them out of the way so that we can. So you can do pictures. That's yeah. the, that's just more fun if like we set up at like a proper rock club or yeah, like, when opening, we do that at a opening bar. for somebody yeah. or whatever like that. Like it's not really a kid show. We're just there. Like that's when that stuff works better. If we're at like a proper kid show and we do that stuff, it's kind of like it's a distraction and uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, it's a little different. And it's yeah, it's more fun when we play like in the middle of like four high school thrash metal bands, <laughs> you know, and all their shirts are exactly the same and yeah. they're like case CDs and then we set up like it it for a while Jenga. there pretty much looked like a middle school like science like <laughs> exhibit booth like at a fair or something like that so yeah. that's where it like contradicts and stuff like that so is that kind of what you had looked at yeah, oh, absolutely absolutely yeah. and like you know what what sort of um got me thinking about that idea for you guys is like you had friendship bracelets right oh like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Thing. we have a song called friendship bracelets so we have a friendship bracelet making station on uh, um on the table as well yeah you could make your own and give them away and stuff. So that's that's a fun idea, and it's really easy to do. And that kind of came into the process. And the reason why we kind of started this band is like being at a show, being at a show at a at a club or at a small bar or something like that is really boring, uh-huh. especially if you don't drink. And then especially like if you're if you only came with like one person, let's say you only know one of the bands, and so we wanted to make stuff. That could kind of like pass the time. Yeah. You know, I guess it's kind of like camp. It's like you have some downtime, make this right, friendship. Right. Like, well, whatever. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that was kind of the, yeah, the concept of our band at the beginning was cool. You go to this giant arena and you know every word of every song, and, and the band can make the crowd move and do the wave and all this stuff. And it's like we wanted to be able to make the 10 people that saw us feel the same way on the first time they saw us. So we would have these. Right. You know, we would have tag board sing-along sheets for each song that were on an easel and, I don't know, just, you know, little stuff. So Yeah, I mean, that's great. And I think that, like, the, the camp counselor, camp director stuff kind of comes through with that. And I think that in addition to um, making a memorable experience, it could be, like, a really nice community-building thing, too, right? Like, so if someone goes to a show and they don't know 
you know, they're there to see you, but they don't know the other bands. And then there's, you know, someone else or, and they're at, in the same position. Like they could meet each other, make friends and like become good buddies because of their shared love for your music. I, you know, and I think that that's another uh, wonderful piece of it. So, totally. so, so one idea of yours that, and like, I think this is like the, the real dive, um, is that when you guys started this band, Right. And, and so I, I quote here, I think, from, from Wikipedia of all places, right, which you're not supposed to do, but like whatever. Um, you guys had no tangible plans or ideas of how to execute the project. And I think, and I'd love to get your, your, your read on this, if this is right, that like having that as sort of like the mission of the band has enabled you guys to be just as absolutely creative as any band or or musical entity that I've heard of or experienced. What, what do you guys think of that? That's a big. Very one, nice. Right? You're really hype. You're really hyping us up here. <laughs> that's my. That's what I do. It's good. This is gonna be good. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like what I was saying before about like the merch thing and about interactive shows. Like, you know, we we were very. It was very sort of freeing to. Um, to make the band come out of a rock band and kind of have to kind of come out of that and have endless opportunities. It was very much on purpose that we did that. And going back to what I was talking about earlier about playing kid shows and how we didn't really have a plan for who our audience was, you know, that kind of goes in it, into it too. If you're open-minded about all these things, if, you know, the project has, doesn't have uh, very many boundaries, then there are way more opportunities for you to be able to um, find people who like your band or whatever. So I don't know. It's just like it, it. It's basically all about eliminating the ways that people can say no, or the pe eliminating the ways where people can like box you in or whatever. So I don't know. We just started very open. We put a big sheet of paper on our dorm room wall and just like scribbled on ideas on there. And you know, it was song stuff, but it was also things like we're talking about with merch and dance along things and you know, interactive elements and stuff like that. So. Yeah, the whole idea of the band was for it to be, you know, very open and where it could be anything. I mean, right away we thought, well, this could be like a TV show thing or, you know, we could have, you know, um, you know, merchandise that other bands don't have if we're not like a real rock band or whatever. So really all this stuff just comes into, you know, the less boundaries you put on yourself, the more creative you can be. There's just there's just way more room to operate in a situation like that. And we've been able to keep doing it for, for a bunch of years now. It's, it's crazy. It's great. Um so an example of that, you know, I can only imagine like how the album Critters came to be. You know, <laughs> every song is a minute long. Like, <laughs> it's just so brilliant, right? And so thanks like, for being the only person to ever mention Critters ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. But like, um, and then there's the Gross record. So like another great example of not being sort of constrained by. Well, this is what needs to happen here, but like, you know, let's make a, you know, let's make a booger record. Like, this is where we're at right now. This is going to be fun. Um, so, one song that I I have to talk about, right? So, we, my kids love Dinosaur Stomp, but the one that like I was dying when I listened to um, is Fanny Pack. Um, my my dad wears a fanny pack <laughs> like when he travels, and and I just give him like so much grief. But why? They're <laughs> exactly. so economical. So, so here's the thing, right? This is your chance, right, for people like me who are a little, little down on the FP to, uh, to, to really, like, sell the fanny pack. And, and it's not, you know, it's not like uh, you're just singing about it. 
Like there is a golden fanny pack that's a part of the cuckoo kangaroo thing. So tell tell me a little bit. I don't need to sell you because you should sell yourself because you're restricting <laughs> you're restricting yourself in your mind and in your uh, in what you can do in your day to day by by holding back from even like experiencing it. Okay. Do you not even do you not have one or what? Do you well, not like it? No, no. I, I at one point in my life I had one. It's because you're a cargo short guy, aren't you? Still, you don't see it. Maybe that maybe that's true. I think that I can't, like, I can't. I can't sell a hater. I can't sell a hater. <laughs> you can't sell a hater to a hater. <laughs> do you know? Do you know about the Minnesota State Fair? I don't. It is. Um, Where do you it, live? Where do you live, Mike? I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in uh, near SFO Airport. So California. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minnesota State Fair is like what everyone in Minnesota is most prideful about. Uh-huh. Like it's the number one thing we all brag about. It's like crazy attendance and. Uh, yeah, it's just a big fairgrounds, and people walk around and eat fried food and see animals and go on rides and and just walk around. Um, they they dub it the great the great Minnesota get together. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, it's wonderful. But it's also a great example of how like fanny packs, you know, they sort of are maybe more of like a '80s '90s thing. But fanny packs, you still see them. It's, it, it doesn't it doesn't even have to be an older person or whatever. Like a fanny pack is is especially useful in a situation like the minnesota state fair Mm -hmm. get everything or maybe if you're going to like an amusement park or something like that you know especially you know you just get you just have everything right in this little pouch right in front of you so you know there's especially in certain situations where you're going to be on your feet where you're going to be moving you don't have another bag maybe it's just perfect so you know yeah we we have the fanny pack song you know if you don't know why a fanny pack is awesome that's a good place to start um (laughs) to to sort of learn more about what is so great about the fanny pack? Mm-hmm. I mean, to my wife's un- displeasure, pre the song, I was a recurring fanny pack wearer. It's, uh, but I don't get like a leather one or like a neon <laughs> one. Like mine is a hardcore, subtle, nylon, like navy blue one, yeah. that I rock it <laughs> all the time. You can, you barely will, like when you wear jeans, you can barely like, kind of notice it. Uh huh. And great for garage sailing. Um, it's also great for merch, like in band life. Like if you if you're merching for a band or you're selling t-shirts, like we we pop on the fanny pack, and that's another great situation for that. You got all your change right uh-huh. there, sure, everything, sure. all your markers, everything you could possibly need right there in your little fanny pack. Yeah, those bands that have like the you know the like safety ten, box, the safety box or the key. It's like yeah. yeah. Someone will just take that. Just walk away with it. It's it's just so weird. It's like, well, no, I have a key. And it's like, yeah, they have a crowbar in their car. <laughs> like, they don't care. It's just like, put it on your body. Also, backpacks in the summer, I sweat a lot. Sweaty back. And sweaty just, back. you can't wear anything but a black t-shirt. Nobody wants wearing. a sweaty back. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, if there, was ever, if there was ever a more convincing... Just tell your argument. dad, good job. Coming up in a couple weeks, um, you have... Shows in Chicago and Madison, Wisconsin, but they're at like eight thirty at night. So those are clearly not family shows, although I think they're eighteen plus. But I, is the Cuckoo Kangaroo show different for that audience than for like you know eleven thirty at like uh, uh, elementary school or something like that? It's different in the sense that there's beer involved, uh-huh. you know. So there's adult beverages, but our show. What we perform is the exact same. Um, so, yeah, we do play shows in bars and at venues where kids aren't allowed. And 
we do the same show. You know, we we pride ourselves on that. We didn't we never want to change the show based on the age restriction or whatever, or you know, change up our lyrics or something like that. Like that would be really weird. But we love being able to do all types of shows. We never want to sort of fall into only having one type of crowd. Um, you know. There's, uh, you know, there's lots of good arguments for why you should find your niche and, and stick to that and pick your crowd. But for us, we have more fun if we walk the line and, um, you know, have certain uh, older fans who like us for certain songs. And, you know, younger fans and kids might know us from these dance along videos or certain songs they might hear in class or, or something like that. So, you know, we, we like to have a little bit of something for everybody. And, and uh, we, yeah, but yeah, we like to mix up our shows as well. Sometimes we'll do a run of, only playing elementary schools or only playing for um, shows that are all ages. You know, that's that's the ideal show for us is like an all ages show at like a, at like a club or a bar um, that will let anybody in. But sometimes you just got to get out there and play some play some bar shows, too. So it's fun to do a mix and the show doesn't change too much. Just more energy and and more beer. <laughs> yeah, it's, Not yeah. A good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. So a little bit we do it for for us because. Whenever we play, so now, like the past two years, like the majority, 90% of our shows are like a family show or something like that, because that's kind of where our audience has drifted. But um, but parents show up, and they don't get that our band is for everybody. Like, saying we're a kid's band is so restrictive, because they come to the table thinking it's not for them, where it is. Like, we are more of a clean band that likes to party than we are like a kid's band. You know, we just like don't cuss and we think like dinosaurs and rainbows are awesome and we love to dance. Like so yeah, so so when when there's so let's say that this 18 plus show, someone what was to like let's say the bouncer guy, somebody brought their 6-year-old and they're the cool parent and they bring their kid in and the kid goes to the front like no one is the the level of like intensity that the crowd will give us will like cut in half. Because uh-huh. there's a kid around, it's okay. like sensitive. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. But if it's all 18 plus, 21 plus, like our goal is to rile people up and like let's get sweaty. So <laughs> that's great. So, so that's the goal. So I hope um, it's been a while since we've been able to play maybe a 21 plus in Cali. No, not true. We played at the Fullerton. No, what did we play at the? We played the Asian Man. We played a 21 plus show at. Oh uh, yeah, at uh, bottom of the hill. Bottom of the hill uh-huh. last last like july and that was so awesome it was like all college kids we love sometimes a good college show is really fun too so that's great we Uh, just want we just want people to know that like anybody can have a good time at any age you know yeah it's a great it's a great message and and like you guys are getting sweaty and that's a it's a it's fun it's like it's fun right and we want people to know that they shouldn't shame their elderly parents (laughs) clearly (laughs) clearly so you guys are uh we're working on a new album called shame (laughs) is that true is that so but you guys are also in the middle of another project um of holiday songs right plug time plug time plug time plug time so you're uh tell me what's what's happening with this and and what's coming up next yeah, our latest album is called Celebrate This. It is an album that we are releasing over um, the course of 12 months. Um, one song per month about a holiday in that month. So every month is just a whole new song and a whole new music video. And some of the um, holidays are traditional holidays that uh, get uh, you know 
advertised in at Target and stuff like that, you know, and, and they're really big and broad. And some of them are very small and specific and very, uh, you know, kind of like stuff you see on Facebook. And it's like, oh, I didn't know it was Donut Day or whatever. Um, yeah. But there's holiday every single day of the year. There's an, there's a holiday going on. Right. <laughs> you might have to dig to find it, but there's some sort of celebration or national falafel day or whatever it might be. There's something going on that day. So we decided to make a big list and and make songs uh, about some holidays and. Yeah, we have a pledge music campaign. It's like a website for putting out music and and stuff like that. So if you go to cuckoocangaroo.com, um, you can get linked up and go over there, and you can get linked up over there, and then you can you know be first to see when the new songs come out and see the new video early, and there's a couple other extras and stuff there. But yeah, we're, we just uh, as you know from all our other releases, we really like concept albums. We like having sort of a box to uh, play in as far as like putting out music goes. And um, and so this is just our latest idea of a you know interesting way to put out music and put out um, silly songs. Nice. We love a good gimmick. Yeah. Nice, nice. So you guys are so the website is full of content, right? Mm. All kinds of videos, all kinds of music, all kinds of photos, all kinds of pictures. You guys are on Facebook as well, Twitter, Instagram, all those things too. All of it. All of it. And so search for Cuckoo, Cuckoo Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah, it's pretty, we're, it's, that's our good thing about our name is that it's not, it, it's, it, it's easily searchable because mm -hmm. no one else really has their name like we do. Um, Cuckoo Kangaroo, four words, R-O-O is its own word. So we gave, you have that going for us. Really, if you type that in, you're going to see everything. Right. Cuckoo, K-O-O, K-O-O. And uh, yeah, that's good because sometimes bands just have a name like uh, Chad. Or something. <laughs> like it's somebody's name it's someone's like first name yeah, or it's like yeah. a common noun and it's just impossible like to search for so yeah. john john ryan <laughs> yeah it's just a good thing that we have uh hey guys i'm a singer songwriter called john, john ryan, ryan. Yeah. check out my new song change <laughs> yeah by john ryan. yeah that's uh that'll get lost in the shuffle won't it yeah um, you playing uh, at a coffee house near you <laughs> And yeah, totally. Well, um, this has been fascinating and amazing, and, and so great to connect with you guys and talk to you and hear about the what goes on behind the uh, the cuckoo kangaroo curtain. And, A lot uh, of cynicism. Nah, I'm gonna go call my dad <laughs> and try to make things right. And uh, how old are your kids? Uh, seven, five, and three. All right. Mm -hmm. All boy boys or boy, uh, boy what, girl? Boy and two girls. Two, oh, two gals. Two we'll gals. tell them what's up. I tell them yo from us. I will. I will for sure. Um, so thanks, guys, for coming on the show and talk to you soon. Thanks, Appreciate Mike. it. Thanks, Mike. All Bye. right. Big thanks to Brian and Neil from Cuckoo Kangaroo. That was a really fun one. Uh, they, they believe in what they're doing. Get sweaty. Dance. Have fun. Anyone at any age. I think that's a great message, and I think it's really important for everyone to remember. Not just at a Cuckoo Kangaroo concert. But all the time. I hope that everyone has a great Father's Day. And don't get on your dad too much if he wears a fanny pack. Neil and Brian have a point. It's functional. It's a functional accessory. You know? Anything you need to know, www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Share with a friend. Share with two friends. I mean, if you shared it with 10 friends, you would get a $100 waiter.com gift certificate. So nothing wrong with that. We'll be back very soon. Once again, this week. Yep. It's a two for a week. It's a double whammy. Talk to you on Thursday. But before that, here is the song Fanny Pack by Cuckoo Kangaroo. Wow, 
Brian. What's that you wearing on your hip? Aw, it's nothing. It's just my fanny pack. Fanny pack. I look good when I wear a fanny pack. You look good when you wear a fanny pack. We look good when we wear a fanny pack. So, let's wear a fanny pack. Fanny pack. Practical dude, snap it to my waist and watch me set the mood. Doing double takes, not sure what they viewed. Put your hater rate down, man. Don't be rude. I got this pack in my hip. Pockets in your pants are lame. Don't trip. And here's the best bit. If I need my stuff, all I do is unzip. I look good when I wear a fanny pack. You look good when you wear a fanny pack. You look good when we wear fanny packs. So let's wear a fanny pack. Fanny pack. Great. If you're busy right now, that's cool. I can wait. When the lady wears a fanny man, I can't see straight. Got my mind running, think about our first date. Fashion over function. That's what they say. When you rock a fanny, you can have it both ways. We're bringing it back, and it's here to stay. Repping our fannies till we're old and gray. I look good when I wear a fanny pack. You look good when you wear a fanny pack. You look good when we wear fanny packs. So. Rep, rep, and Fanny Pack. Good stuff.